Welcome to episode 75 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about how scientists are using seals to help learn about whales, and I talk about a bear who is a bit of a criminal. We then learn about two more of our oceanic favorites, and then get into our animal of the week who is pretty unique. So let's get to it. Episode 75 of the Animal Addicts Podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 75 of the Animal Addicts pod- what? podcast, three quarters of the way to 100. Go us. The third quarter quill. I read that series and I didn't get the reference, so there you go. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, as always, we're your hosts, Sally. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super cool animals. But before that, uh, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? I went to Idlewild. I love Idlewild. Yeah. What did you go up there for? What did you do? Just my mom wanted to do something for the day. My so you dad. you did a day trip to Idlewild? Huh? Oh, okay. Just a day trip or you stay yeah. up there? Okay. Yes, just a day trip. Um, for, first, we, because we have a thousand trails membership, so we tried to go into the campground. It's closed. We couldn't get in. <laughs> oh, okay. Closed like for the season or like just at that time you went? I, I'm guessing season because, like, there's no campers in there right now, which oh, I okay. found odd because I remember staying in there when it was um, all snowy in winter. Hmm, interesting. Yes. Okay. So then we went to Fulmer Lake instead after that. Um, it was partially frozen, and <laughs> my sister said it was not a good idea for me to try to walk across the ice. No. I'm with your sister. <laughs> um, it was funny. Um, like, my mom absolutely loved how there were these two ducks, male and female, sitting next to each other, doing like their little flamingo stance on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't want both their feet to be cold. Yes. It's actually an adaptation where or they don't get cold because it's called countercurrent exchange. Their blood vessels are like interwoven with each other. And so because of how heat moves, it goes from hot to cold. So basically going from more energy to less energy. So there's going to be heat, the Warmth from the warm blood coming from the body goes to the cold blood that's going towards the body, so it helps keep the feet warm. Wow, okay. Yep. That is involved. <laughs> Everything's involved. Yes, countercurrent exchange is found in a lot of things. Okay. Including our kidneys. But I did not do well with that part of the course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. Um, my dad took the day off, but he still was on the phone all the time with people from his work. <laughs> Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was planning, I was expecting us to just be in town, the town. Mm-hmm. So I did not wear, I wore these shoes. That's not terrible. I mean, did you I go know. for like a real hike or something? No, we didn't. No, But fine. I should have worn my hiking shoes. <laughs> I did wear my like, I have these alpaca cozy socks that I really love. Okay. And I wore those and it's like, it, my feet would have been perfectly all nice, dry, and warm if I wore those mm. with my hiking shoes. Mm. Did you actually walk? Oh, I guess it's snowy right now. I do all this how I was introduced to snow because we used to have a uh, cabin yeah. up there when I was little. For me, it was Big Bear. I've never Arrowhead. been to Big Hair. Really? Big, Big Hair? Big Bear. I've never been to Big Bear or Mammoth. I haven't I'm been a bad Californian. Mm-hmm. And I want to go up there again because, like, the Big Bear Zoo, which is this small zoo up there that takes in um, 
animals that have been negatively impacted by um, humans. Most of their animals get rehabilitated and released. Mm-hmm. And then there's few that stay there. They take care of the rest of their life. And they move now. And it's a bigger facility. I want to see the animals there. They have a blonde raccoon there. Oh, that's cool. Yep. I've also just never been skiing, which is the mm-hmm. main reason people go up there. I've never been skiing either. Okay, so we should go skiing together when I'm not a mess anymore. And we will go on the bunny slopes and with the three-year-olds. <laughs> and we I'm will just fall thinking, on our butts. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that one video where a guy's skiing and there's a bear chasing him down the hill. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, especially if you're a new skier. I'd be like, I don't know oh, how to navigate the this. The thing I'm is, I'm pretty person. sure he was completely oblivious. Probably. The whole time. Unless you pass the bear, you're mm-hmm. not going to know. Was he moving yeah. at a pretty good speed? He was moving at good speed, but... Good thing he is moving at yes. a good speed. That's going to be a real surprise when you stop and you're like, oh, oh shit, hi. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we should go skiing. I feel like skiing is expensive. Mm-hmm. Also, we'll go ice skiing. Isoplex is closed. I know. I'm pissed. One of my friends we used to work there and she lost her job. Oh, that sucks when they close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had a big, time. like, hexagonal-shaped tank. It was really big. Like, she couldn't even wrap her arms around it. She was going to give it to me, but then they closed, so she couldn't. Did a fish tank? They had a big fish tank. Where like, the hell in, was like, the fish the tank? employees-only area. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't Not remember seeing that. Not out in the public, that. no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we should go ice skating. I have really weak mm. ankles. I always go in mm. when I'm ice skating. I'm not good at ice skating. Mm. I'm not made for sports. It's not a great thing. But we should yeah. go skiing because we've never done it. Mm-hmm. We have to challenge ourselves to go skiing, and hopefully we do not get chased by a bear. I'd love to be chased by a bear. I do not want to That's be chased by a bear. That's how I plan to go. <laughs> Better hope it's black, so you can fight back with your little ski uh, Well, that's all there could be. <laughs> anyway, yeah. all right. Yeah, but then after Fulmer, it was funny, though, because not one, but I think there was at least two, possibly three cars that were stuck in the snow yep. as we were trying to leave the... <sighs> how, how thick was the snow? Not even that bad, really. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. there were times we had to have chains when we'd go up there. but mm-hmm. um, And we definitely had our fair share of sliding, <laughs> which always freaked me out. But, dude, we used to sled all the time. At it was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was a great place yeah. to grow up as a kid. Yeah. Well, like, grow up on vacation. We didn't live there, but. Yeah. Anyway. And then we went into town. Um, I just bought food from this one Asian market kind of, like, store. <laughs> Excuse me, where is that? They've changed a lot since I was younger. Yeah, I it's went like a couple years, a few years ago. Where there's ago. a bunch of small stores and it's two story building. The mall? Yeah, basically the mall. It's the mall. It's mall. just teeny tiny, yeah. Yeah. They have an arcade now. What? Yes, a little tiny arcade there. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that last time. It's fairly new. I want to go back up there. Yeah, it was, well, it was the worst year of my life. So it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Ah. Was last time I went. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I miss yeah. a lot of things about it, though. And it had changed so much. Mm-hmm. I think the candy shop was still there. But some of the stores that we used to frequent, like, every time are not there anymore. I yeah. really miss Lady of the Lake. They had swords and all kinds mm-hmm. of cool stuff. It's just a lot of new agey stuff, like, everywhere there. Yeah. But there's this one store that's, like, very Disney-themed. And, of course, it's actual Disney stuff, so it's really expensive. I don't remember that either. That's That one's definitely very new, because I didn't see that. the mall-type thing or one yeah. of the other shops? Okay. Mall-type. Okay. And I mean, it's not like there's a ton. It's like you've got the mall, then you have that one little area that goes back, and then yeah. you have, like, up the main drag. And then we, there's the thrift stores we go to. And there's one that looks like Hoarders Anonymous. <laughs> wow. I don't... They're probably, that probably was, was there. I don't remember going mm-hmm. to the thrift store, though. Yeah, and then there's another one that's, like... There's a bunch... It looks like a bunch of, like, you know, those tiny little storage sheds you buy for your home? 
Yeah, like to put tools and stuff in yeah. outside. It's yeah, it's like a bunch of those. <laughs> and then shops? some out. No, like this one thrift store. It's like oh, they had a bunch of those. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense in Idaho, though, because you mm-hmm. would have that. Because mm-hmm. you have a lot of stuff, and and you have to deal with like the needle cleaning and stuff up mm-hmm. there, which is a nightmare. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. I miss Idaho though. It was really fun. It mm-hmm. was great. I like going there. Sad we don't still have that cabin. <laughs> if I'm wealthy someday, I shall buy another. Mm-hmm. It is nice up there. It is very nice. Um. And their movie theater. Have you ever gone to the movie theater? Yes, I went. Uh, yes. I was camping up there once, and we went and saw. You um, saw a movie Ghost... when you were camping? Okay. Uh, and we saw Ghostbusters. The new one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's funny they only have one thing going. I know. So, yeah, it's so fun. That's yeah, where I saw the... Moulin Rouge. That was the first time I saw Moulin um, Rouge was at that theater. What? It... Oh, my gosh. What's that? New New movie. Tom Holland's in it. What is oh, it called? Uncharted? Yes. Yes. That's what they were playing. A video game that I am aware of, but have not played, and it looks very fun. Yeah. Also, I love Tom But, Holland. um, after they're done showing that one, they're playing Death on the Nile. I like both of these are movies I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw Death on the Nile. It's out already? Yeah. I didn't think it was out already. Mm-hmm. I'm very annoyed with how they adapted Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. so I'm concerned about how they're going to adapt Death on the Nile as well. It's been received much more positively. Um, by the audience. I feel like murder was received positively, but they ch- hmm. some things they changed, I get why. It totally yeah. made sense from the book, but there's one aspect that I'm like, that I don't know how, and apparently in the play version they do it too, because I have a friend who's working on that right now, and I'm like, no. I feel like this is an integral part of this story, <laughs> is that this thing happens, I'm not going to say spoilers, but like, they change it in both adaptations, and I was, I was so mad when I found out, I was like, who adapted that play? I never want to do a play with them, ever. You can't change that aspect. Anyway, so I do want to see Death on the Nile, though. Yep. I just like Agatha Christie. She's pretty great. Anyway, that's super off topic. And um, don't really, you know, Idlewild. Are you done with Idlewild? Yes. Idlewild was a great pastime for me as a child. And you know what's a great pastime in America? Going to national parks. Woo! Casey and I want to do it a lot. We're lucky because we're on the western half of the United States. So we have more parks. Is that what you're saying? There's a lot more. We parks have some in the pretty Western cool half. parks out here, yo. Mm-hmm. California's really cool. Utah's got some amazing stuff. There's yep. so many things you can do. You can do easily Arizona for like weeks and just mm-hmm. do stuff there. Utah has gorgeous stuff. <gasps> I remember. There's this one British guy I follow on on TikTok, and yeah. like he lo- he like a lot of his videos are like stuff he finds out about America. And he's like in awe. He like was did not think the Grand Canyon was as big as it is. It is very, the Grand Canyon is such a weird one because it is massive, but because it has so many little offshoots, it's, I think people go there expecting one really mm-hmm. big canyon, but it's like so many offshoots. So it's like takes away from the spectacularness yeah. of it, but it's also crazy. Also see it at Sun Tet. Yes. It's gorgeous. But also it spans the width of the United Kingdom. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> it's real big. We do things big out here. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Arizona has some amazingly gorgeous places. Utah. I want to go there for so much of their stuff. There's just a lot of, we have, some of our national parks are ridiculous. And then you go there and it's like, yeah, we should definitely be building Walmarts and shit instead of having this gorgeousness <laughs> just exist. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <sighs> yes, our national parks are pretty amazing. Come check them out. Don't litter. Anyway. So, <laughs> I, in trying to continue my duties to watch the documentaries, I only have one more episode of America's National Parks to get through after this one. So I'll be caught up on that one, and then I don't know where I'll go next. There's more Disney ones, but I'm always afraid of them. 
So, and I want to look at the planet Earth, but I feel like they're old now, so people will probably watch them, and I also know it's going to be not safe. So, There's I'm kind of like, too. There is? When did it come out? A few years ago. Mm, I feel like people, I feel like I just have to wait for the next I mean, I'm iteration to come and out. And then um, our planet, that's a two year? I don't know. Anyway, those I'll are very, some, I still recent. have one more national park to do, and then I think I still have a couple of the rando Disney Oh, but um, people that have made Planet Earth, they're making another one. I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me, but um, it's themed around plants. It looks very interesting. It's coming out soon. It looks interesting to Casey. I'd have to know more about it than just themed okay, around so plants. Okay, so Planet Earth 2 came out in 2016. That's uh, math. Four years old. Nope, sorry. No. Six years old. What year are we in? You know, the pandemic really threw a lot of stuff up, okay? No, like, because, like... What? I just remember, like, seeing, like, trailers for movies, like, before a pandemic, and then they finally come after out. Yeah, because <laughs> no one could see anything. Yeah. I know. It's crazy, man. Uh, anyway, so I watched, point being, I watched America's National Park's Yellowstone. And this one's kind of a borderline one. I'm going to give it between, I should say, between safe and mostly safe. I'm going to go mostly safe, though, because there is a lot of death. Again, they don't really follow families. They kind of follow a bison and a calf, and they kind of very limitedly follow a, uh, I think she's a grizzly, and her cubs. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much just kind of like a free-for-all. Um, but anyway, so none of the ones that you're very closely watching die horribly in front of you. Um, there's very crazy tense. I don't want to give it away. I think I probably actually did talk about this because this is one of the ones I watched when I was out with my surgery and they had the marathon going. Mm -hmm. So, and this is when I saw like half the episode, but I didn't see the whole episode. So there's this crazy part with this little bison calf who like, he's the honey badgers of little bison calves because he's <laughs> a tough little dude. Oh my God. Um, so anyway, that part's pretty crazy. Um, also, I just so I just feel so bad for them because they get to a point where they cross the river, and I'm like, wouldn't you like put a group of adults blocking the baby so that the baby doesn't get swept away by the river? Mm -hmm. It seems like it shouldn't just be one. Like, there's yeah. some of you who don't have babies, so like, get together and make a little better blockade so that the poor little things don't get swept down the road. By the way, I looked it up. Um, green Planet is the one. The Green Planet is what it's called for the plants. It premiered February 14th. Oh, just recently. Yes. Um, and I didn't know about it. I'm not going to watch Green Planet. I'm not going to watch something that's just plants. Sorry. If it is plants and animals, maybe. You sh Don't knock plants like that. <laughs> He's offended. Anyway. No, like, there's also another one. Ah, oh, what is it called? We are not the Plant Addicts podcast. No, but you should still watch it. <laughs> well, they there, are cool. There was some head action. There was some drama <laughs> with what just went down, y'all. Oh, okay, anyway, so... There's another one. There's a lot of death, is the point. And life out there is terrible. And, like, most of the bison will just die because the elements. It's terrible. Also, what a terrible time to be a woman. Because the males don't have to worry about trying to feed their unborn calf inside them while they're starving through the winter. Only the females do. Like, it was a horrible time to be pregnant and dealing with that. Anyway. Also, all animals, it freaks me out. Because they basically, most of them have to lay down to give birth. And there are so many predators in all these places. I'm like, wouldn't you just know, like, as a wolf or whatever, like, oh, it's probably about that time. Let's just check out some females and follow them. She's going to lay down and not be able to fight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway. Then there's giraffes who just drop their babies. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said most animals because I was literally thinking of a giraffe who just. I feel like that's part of the necessary, like, 
welcome to the world. Breathe. <laughs> anyway. Um, You're nice, comfortable in this warm, moist spot. And then you just get a very rude awakening yes. to the world. Six foot drop. <laughs> anyway. um, Yeah. Giraffes are different. But anyway. So There's Yellowstone. Also... What? Because you were knocking plants, there's another documentary that people should watch. It's called The Kingdom, How Fungi Made Our World. Okay. This is the actual, like, classification kingdom, I assume? Yes, actual fungus. Okay. Anyway, you can watch that if you choose to. I have limited time. I'm going to watch things with animals when I watch You should watch the plants. Maybe. If I'm really, really bored one day. But I have plenty of other things to do. You won't be bored. No. Okay, you can watch the plants and you can tell me how amazing it is, okay? <laughs> anyway, so Yellowstone, mostly safe. I don't think, no, Olympia, Olympia's fucking orcas. That one was not safe. Oh, God. <laughs> um, that one was not safe. I think there's one, I don't know if that might be the only one so far that's not safe. I think there's eight of them total. I will know when I watch the final one, which is the Everglades. I don't anticipate it going Everglades. well. Everglades. Uh, don't anticipate that going I well. I want to go to Everglades so bad. I've been there so cool. Uh, it's so cool we didn't really get to see but when we went out on the air airship that's not what that's called <laughs> airboat is that what they call them it has a different name anyway those things which are super fun we didn't really see any like alligators and stuff then did you jump in and splash around no i was them? not trying to track them we did though there are spots where you could go off and there were the like walk things and you could see them and there were some like there were turtles hanging out and it was it was cool and we didn't really get to see mantis which I was sad about. Oh. But anyway, because I really did you see the Burmese see. pythons? No, we didn't go out. <laughs> I know. So no, but the those boats are real fun. And then um, also we had I forget what that beach is called, but there's these I think they're tortoises that like live in the beach in the sand. They're really cool. Anyway, so we saw some of those. That was cool. Our, mm. our family friend who we went out to visit showed us that. Anyway, Florida's cool, but I don't anticipate the Everglades is going to go well because things don't generally go well in Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but most of them are mostly safe or safe. Um, if you go to the website, there's a little spot you can click on to check my ratings for the documentaries, and it's broken down by Secrets of Wales and the Disney ones and then the national parks, and then if I start a new series, there'll be a new one. But most of the national parks are pretty safe. So, at least you're only going to have, like, one or two not safes. Just Olympic. Avoid it. If orcas are involved, it's going to be bad. It's pretty much a rule Wasn't the one that actually was themed around orcas mostly safe, though? That was. Secret of Wales, which is why I left it to last. I was like, I'm not doing this one. It's going to be bad. It was mostly safe. It wasn't safe, but it was mostly safe. But, again, I know they didn't film (laughs) the shit that was going down. I know they didn't film that because I know what they do. And yeah. Anyway, so moving right along, um, that brings us to the stories that we want to articles. I don't know. Is yours a story? What is this? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's something about um, we're going to talk about some animals and different yes. stories we found. So what, what are you talking about, Casey? The seals are studying whales. This makes sense because so, they try to kill them. You should study your enemy. So... For those expecting planet apes taking out our species, you are wrong. So pack your bags, ladies and gentlemen. The pinnipeds are now our rulers. Is that why he's on the freeway? Is that how it starts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. So actually, around 10 years ago, scientists put audio recording devices on male elephant seals, trying to research if they made vocalizations while swimming around and hunting for food. When scientists received the recordings, they did not hear anything from the seals, but the device did p- detect 
clicking noises, which were identified as sperm whales. Scientists also noticed these noises got louder, so they suspected the seals were approaching the whales as they were trying to find food. Okay. What do you, uh, elephant seals eat? We haven't really talked about elephant seals. Just fish and stuff? Yeah. Squid? What are they Fish, eat? squid. Okay. Occasionally a mollusk. Which squid are a mollusk? Squid are... Shoot. I used to know what they're called. Arr, I don't remember. Hey, continue. They're cephalopods. Thank you. And mollusks. Mollusks are also cephalopods or squid Cephalod- both? Cephalopods are a mollusk. Oh, so they're actually under mollusk and mm-hmm. cephalopod is more specific. Okay, yes. cool. Anyway, continue. Now scientists are planning on using seals to better study other species of marine life. It is known that elephant seals are at sea for about nine months and travel across the Pacific Ocean in regions that would be very difficult for scientists to do surveys. And similar to migratory birds, these seals return to the same spot each year, so the scientists could easily retrieve the devices to get their data. Well, okay, I'm confused. Are they chilling out on islands out there? Or are they literally just swimming the majority of the time? They'll swim most of the time. (gasps) They're so big. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, continue. Yes, but they're buoyant because they're blubber. So blubbery. I can't float. I don't know if I've told you that before. And they will also go to islands to be away from predators that makes sense i also don't have to swim all the time i yes. guess you just but play. they are actually one of the farthest migratory mammals that's crazy okay mm-hmm. um scientists from the university of california santa cruz are planning on attaching monitors to some northern elephant seals to accomplish just what i was describing um this allows the scientists to cover areas that would not be feasible as other techniques like underwater microphones um, and allow them to collect data for more than just a few days. This also may allow them to study more elusive species that are rarely seen, like the beaked whales. Elephant seals are also capable of diving up to a mile beneath the surface, bringing them in close proximity of deep diving marine species such as various whale species. And scientists know that elephant seals don't make much noise, so there will be little interference coming from the seals themselves. We are going to have to talk about elephant seals at some point. I did not Mm -hmm. know they would go a mile down. That is crazy. Yes. Uh, The devices being used are the size of an old cell phone and are capable of sending... Are not capable of sending... (laughs) I'm sorry. The size of an old cell phone. Are we talking like 80s old cell phone? (laughs) Or the Nokia brick? (laughs) Okay. Nokia brick, more like that than the giant <laughs> 80s cell phone. Okay. Uh, is that what it said in the article? <laughs> Do they not know they need to specify? <laughs> okay, anyway. Nokia brick is a little better. It's not as big. Nokia. And those are indestructible. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, sorry. Continue. So, these devices are not capable of sending acoustic information back to source, so it is important that scientists are able to retrieve the devices. Hence why these seals are a great candidate, because they come back to the same speech year ah, after got year. It. That makes sense. The scientists are going to use an epoxy to attach these devices to a few female elephant seals, and they are deciding to use females instead because they have a higher survival rate and more reliable when it comes to going back out to sea. Because they have a higher survival rate, or the the dudes because just chill? Because after the breeding season, and the females will give birth, and then when their pups are weaned, they will just head out. And Whereas, the, the dudes just chill on the beach the whole time? They could. They also get into fights and stuff. Is that why they die? Because of fights versus... Yes. Or are they? do the girls stick together, and the dudes are off on their own? 
No, they so fairly social. No, males. So basically, how seals work, especially elephant seals, is there's going to be on a beach. It'll belong to a single male and his harem. And his harem, of yeah. Several females. So basically, they kill each other. Yeah, they will fight each other and get hurt. Okay. And it's brutal. Okay. I've seen mild versions of it. Uh, okay, so they're killing each other versus predators yeah. as much. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, sorry, continue. Yeah, also... I'm just interested in the survival rate of the women doing better than the dudes, so. <laughs> um, so these seals will travel for about 75 days, and these devices will record about 40 days worth of audio recordings, and other devices will record information like location, the depth, and the temperature. One species they are particularly interested in are the beaked whales because they are so elusive and rarely seen. And despite making up 25% of cetacean species, scientists know very little about them, with most information coming from carcasses. Which ones are are beaked whales? What's an example of a beaked whale? (laughs) Brutus beaked whale. One example. Okay, They're great. literally called beaked whales. Okay. You I, probably don't know anything no, about them. No, I don't know anything about them. Okay, there's a reason. Continue on. But I will find you an image in a bit. And it'll probably be terrifying. Okay, cool. They're not terrifying. Okay, cool. Um, this data will hopefully provide them with more information on their general life history. As without this information, there's little you know about how exactly to protect these species. Okay. Oh, so, that's the end. Okay. Yes. Scientists are using elephant seals to study whales. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the seals are studying the whales. No. Is how it sounded in the beginning. Yes. Okay. That was me being dramatic. Silly. Creating a sci-fi story. Speaking of dramatic, are you ready for this headline? Yes. <laughs> California authorities looking for large furry suspect in seven-month crime wave. Hank the Tank <laughs> has terrorized South Lake Tahoe. Naturally, some fear for the bear's safety. So, um, so there's a bear. In other articles, they are, uh, they think that this is actually three different bears that are all getting attributed to this one bear. But anyway, he has the name of Hank the Tank, and he's he's a little criminal. Well, he's not little. He's a big criminal bear up in South Lake Tahoe. So, Hank the Tank, he's got a record, including 33 cases of breaking and entering. <laughs> 102 police responses and 152 reports of conflict behavior. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, authorities said. Oh my goodness. Although the people of South Lake Tahoe, California, have endured his seven month spree, some in the community are now concerned about the fate of the 500 pound Hank the Tank, a wanted bear. <laughs> The California Department of Fish and Wildlife says the black bear is so used to being around people and human food that it might not fare well on its own ever again. He is extremely food habituated and has used its immense size and strength to break into or break in, excuse me, and through front doors and garage doors. I would lose my shit if a bear just broke into my damn house. It reminds me of this video I saw of somebody, the idiot left his car unlocked. In bear country, With they're sitting on the porch, yeah, and then watching as the bear open the door, and like he doesn't want the bear to, and it's like he's screaming at the top of his lungs. He sounds like a siren trying to scare off the bear. It's hilarious. Does it work? It did. No, there you go. I love the videos of like cats chasing them off and oh, stuff. Yeah. It cracks me up. Anyway, um, 
So anyway, essentially they go into more things like the bears are coming more into human area because of the wildfires that have been terrible up there. Um, and they're supposed to be hibernating right now, said Lieutenant Jeff Robertson of the South Lake Tahoe Police Department. They're used to people and being fed year-round. They don't really do the bear stuff. Mm. I love non-animal people saying things. Oh, anyway, um, so they're anyway, basically they're concerned about him if he's going to be able to adapt to actually not depending on humans again. They're also, they go, I'll obviously share the um, the article, but they're basically looking at bear rescues trying to take him and either relocate him or take him into a rehab type facility. Um, rehab for a criminal, obviously. Um, but they also go on to say that like part of the problem is that people aren't being smart about their garbage and food storage. So mm -hmm. because of that, he's been able to get food so easily. So he's so used to it. So if you put all your food and everything away, then you're less likely to have these problems. And really, if you live in a place like Tahoe, you should be doing that. Because anywhere where you're in bear country. Oh, it's like a dolphin. Okay, yes. sorry. He showed me a picture of a, a beaked whale, and now I understand. I was thinking like a beak, like a squid beak. No. Anyway, okay. Um, I was, that's why I was terrified. I thought it was going to be terrifying. My goodness. Anyway, so, so Hank the Tank... Um, on his crime spree, I remember first seeing, like, a video just on, like, Instagram or something. And I think they're, like, out on their back porch and there's this bear wandering around their neighborhood. And that is that Hank the Tank? I think that's Hank the Tank. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, he's been terrorizing people. I don't think he's attacked anyone or anything. But obviously, breaking into your garage and home, I'd be very concerned. You need some aggressive cats to run that bear off is what you need. <laughs> anyway, so I will share the article, of course. But um, Hank the Tank has been for seven months breaking and entering and all kinds of stuff so it's not just for humans all right well that um once again no segue i feel like we've had no segues the last two episodes at least nope uh this was casey's choice for a category also it looks yes. like the category changed because i don't remember seeing yes. toothed in it before yes because basically it got narrowed down so it's like yeah I'll just put it you in were there. trying to okay and apparently, I just want to say, <laughs> I've never heard of his thing before. Just... And I chose something because I was trying to not be basic. <laughs> and he said that's what he thought I was going to choose. Yeah. Which I'd never heard of this before. Uh, and then I saw a picture. Is that why? You thought I'd think they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why I did. And they are pretty. But they kind of remind me of assholes. So anyway, <laughs> take it yes, away. tiny assholes. <laughs> tiny assholes they're not as mean all right i don't know they might uh, my mind might change yes. when i read about them maybe they are terrible but tell us about so yours the initial category, the category was citations from the region we're talking about mm -hmm. and it could basically be narrowed down to two citations because that's what we chose I was but it could narrow down even choose... further but i'm not going to give up i was trying not to choose a blue whale i didn't want to be basic yeah. even though they're super awesome but continue on yes so i went with the false killer whale Never heard of it. Don't know that that's a thing that exists. So what is that? <laughs> yes. So their scientific name is Sudorca crassidens. They have a widespread distribution, are found in the Pacific, Atlantic, and Indian Oceans. They can be found in tropic and subtropical regions of the oceans and are primarily pelagic species that lives mostly in open waters rather than coasts. The false killer whale is the fourth largest species of dolphin with only pilot whales and orcas getting larger. Like other large dolphin species, they are sexually dimorphic. Males reaching 6.1 meters long, while females get to be about 5 meters long. I got distracted. They're the fourth, but you only named two other whales. So is that because the long fin and the short fin pilot yes, whales are Yes, there are two, are two okay. species of pilot right, whales. cool. Continue. So sorry. With the long fin being slightly larger. Okay. Yeah. And they can weigh up to 1,300 kilograms. Okay. Females typically live longer than the males and can re 
live up to 60 or 30 years, while as males' maximum lifespan is about 58. False killer whales will feed on a variety of prey, including squid and large fish, such as tuna and mahi-mahi. But on some occasions, they will hunt other marine mammals. Mm, they are still kind of like killer whales. Okay. Yes. One of my... there. So... Netflix did like a Planet Earth. It was it was narrated by David Attenborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I believe it's called Our Planet, and I think it's something oceans. I believe, okay. and the beginning of it is um, the spinner dolphin stampeding away because they're being chased by some false killer whales. No, oh. yep. I haven't heard of a spinner dolphin either. So there you go. Like <laughs> My goodness. I also realized that I said I don't want to do, the, like, the Our Planets because they're six years old. But I'm pretty sure these national parks are six years old. Like, you said one of them was 2016. Yeah, but I don't think that was. Either way, uh, one of those documentaries was really old. And I'm pretty sure the national parks ones are, like, rolled. But anyway, yeah. continue. So they are highly social species. And within their populations, they will form smaller, stable, close-knit groups of about 15 to 25 individuals. But occasionally form superpods of hundreds of whales. A lot of, like, whales do this. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, dolphins. Okay. Primarily dolphins. Larger other whales don't as much. Okay. These pods will cooperate to successfully take down prey and have been observed sharing food with one another after having a successful hunt. This species gets its name due to its resemblance to its larger cousin, the orca, due to their black coloration and the shape of their melon. That's the bulbous part that Is all that dolphins. Is that where like your melon came from? I doubt it. Okay. Anyway, that entertains if me. It, continue. If it did, I'd be amazed. Okay. Um, this is also respected in the species' generic name, Sudorca, which literally translates to false orca. Oh, okay. Despite their name, they are not particularly closely related to orcas, and are actually more closely related to resource dolphins and pilot whales. False killer whales are also known to socialize with other species of cetaceans like bottlenose dolphins. Like many other species of dolphin, they are highly vocal and make a variety of whistle and clicks for communication. They also use echolocation to help them locate prey, and this sonar can help them to stun fish. They have been known to steal fish that have been caught in fishing lines. Um, unfortunately, they sometimes get hooked after this. Oh dear. <laughs> False killer whales are currently listed as near-threatened by the IUCN Red List. There is an insular Hawaiian population that is endangered with only around 200 individuals left and is protected by the Endangered Species Act. This species is also listed on Appendix 2 of CITES and protected by the Marine Mammal Protection Act. Threats to this species include competition for resources with fisheries as their global decline in fish stock as well as pollution, being caught as bycatch, and noise pollution. All right. Okay, so that is an animal I've never heard of before, the false killer whale. I'll have to look at a picture. I feel like these pictures are going to be pretty similar. Okay, so I chose the Commerson's dolphin, and they're really pretty. They also kind of look like orcas, honestly. They're black and white, but they're real pretty. And I totally chose them based on that because I didn't want to do a blue whale because I felt it was too basic. So anyway, their common name. Oh, boy. Okay. Cephalorhynchus commersoni. Cephalorhynchus. Great. Okay, I was kind of close. 
There are two separate populations of Commerson's dolphin that are actually recognized as two distinct subspecies. The larger population is in the Atlantic Ocean near Patagonia. That's where those orcas were terrible. Anyway, okay. There's another smaller population in the South Indian Ocean near Kerguelen Island. Yup. This species of dolphin tends to prefer living in more coastal waters closer to shore. Commersons are one of the smaller dolphin species, only getting to be about 1.2 to 1.5 meters long. It's not that big. And they weigh only 35 to 65 kilograms. Oh, they are smaller. They are very distinctive. They're very distinctive coloration. Okay, let's try this again. Huh. They are very distinctive coloration having... That also does not make sense, Casey. This is why I'm confused. I'm just going to say their distinctive coloration. Having a mainly white body with black fins, tail, and head. It's best I can do with what I got, folks. All right. This correlation... Coloration? Correlation? (laughs) Totally different. This coloration, sorry, is suspected to break up their outline to make them more difficult to spot and track by predators. This species usually only lives to be around 10 years old. But some have been known to live into their late teens. They are predators like other dolphins and will feed on a variety of fish species, but will also feed on invertebrates, invertebrates, excuse me, like mycid shrimp, mycid yep. shrimp, mycid shrimp, and squid. The commersons are social, like many other species of dolphin, but tend to form smaller pods than some other species. They will work cooperatively in order to capture prey and utilize a few different hunting tactics. One hunting tactic involves a group of dolphins forming a half circle and herding fish toward the shore to get them in shallower water to make them easier to catch. I feel like a lot of dolphins and whales do this. And fish, too. Um, Another strategy this species uses involves smaller groups forming a circle around a school of fish to keep them in a bait ball, and then they will take turns diving into this bait ball and catch the fish. They are also known to take advantage of high tide and will feed on animals that become dislodged by the turbulent water of the tide. Ooh, that's rough. All right. This species is very fast and agile, reaching speeds up to 13 kilometers per hour, and have been observed riding different types of waves, <laughs> including the wakes of boats. I think it's so cute when dolphins and stuff just yeah. run around. This is so cute. Anyway. Okay. Distracted. Sorry. Um... And now I've lost her was. There we go. Okay. <laughs> they are often observed swimming upside down much more frequently than other species of dolphin. And it is suspected that this is due to them being, this is, okay. This is due, sorry, to them being a tactic to defe- detect, excuse me, predators that may come from above while they are swimming. Who is coming from above? Are you going to get into that? <laughs> it's, so, because they are a smaller species, they prefer coastal being more coastal and shallower waters. Yeah. So big predators won't go after them. And if they're out in the deep, they may be, they will often travel towards the bottom and then something like an orca may come in. Okay. After them. I'm just like, I feel That's like it's never be, been reported, but it's. I feel suspected. like it'd be by the surface. So, like, anyway, okay. No, so, they. It's upside down here. I was like, what bird can get that? Because I <laughs> no, am terrified. Okay, anyway. Things like sharks and larger cetaceans. Okay. The Commerson's dolphin is listed as least concern, it's moving on me, by the IUCN Red List. One of the biggest threats facing this species is being caught as bycatch by fishing nets, especially for the South American population. There is also an increased demand for fish meal to feed farm salmon, which depends on hunting fish like anchovy, which the Commerson's rely on and could dwindle the species' food supply in the future if sustainable fishing practices are not put in place. 
But the species does have protection, as it is listed under Appendix 2 of CITES, as well as the Convention of Migratory Species. So there we go. That's the Commerson's dolphin. They're really pretty. That's usually how I choose things. So there you go. Our things are going to look kind of similar this time. That's crazy. But anyway, um, that's going to bring us to our Animal of the Week. And I think Casey's been wanting to do this for a long time. And our Animal yep. of the Week this week is... The Christmas tree worm. I know nothing about them except kind of what they look like and they look interesting. So tell yes. us about them, Casey. So these guys come from the order of Sibelidae. Sibelidae. Sorry. Okay. And they come from the family Serpilidae. And their scientific name is Spirobranchus giganteus. They don't look very big. They aren't. Okay. That's misleading. Continue on. Uh, this species has a global distribution being found throughout tropical waters, ranging from the Caribbean to the Indo-Pacific. In ideal conditions, without pollution, this species can live up to 40 years. However, due to climate change and predation, individuals usually only live between 10 to 20 years. Okay. They are a very small species of worm and only get between 2.5 to 3.8 centimeters long. Oh my gosh! Man, those pictures must have been zoomed in. Yes. That's teeny tiny. I don't have my ruler, but I don't even need to know. That's teeny tiny. Yes. That's less than an inch. <sighs> no, it, two, two and a half is centimeters is an inch. Okay. Fine. But yeah. They're basically an inch. Yes, they're tiny. Oh my gosh. They're very okay. small. They're like an inchworm. <laughs> of the ocean. Mm. Anyway. Yep. Except these are actual worms. Okay. <laughs> Once again, things that are named improperly. Continue. Yes. The Christmas tree worm is sedentary, so once it finds a place to live, it will stay there for the rest of its life, usually. Wow. This species gets its common name from a spiral appendage that somewhat resembles a tree. These appendages are made up of radials, which are hair-like structures that are used to catch food that float by, which usually consists of microscopic algae and plankton. When their food is caught, they get pushed by structures called ciliary tracks, which are like lines of hair. Then it gets pushed down a groove, and this actually creates a small current. This process also ends up collecting grains of sand, which the worm then stores to help build the tubes that they live in, which are anchored down to the coral. Hmm. Okay. Most of the worm is not visible because it keeps about two-thirds of its body tucked away in the tube. The tree-like feeding appendages also function as the worm's gills and collect oxygen from underwater currents. If the worm feels threatened by something approaching it, it will quickly draw in its crown back into its tube to stay hidden. Unlike some of its relatives that are also filter feeders, the Christmas tree worm has a structure called an operculum, which will close the hole to its tube when it pulls in to help it stay protected. Oh, interesting. This worm is actually a species of polychaete worm and like other polychaetes it has leg-like structures called parapodia that have chitae which are bristle-like appendages and these are how its relatives swim around but they will remain inside the tube for this species so they have these little leggy like things mm -hmm. but they're down the tube so you don't see yes. them yep but do they actually look like little like appendages that you can like clearly see I don't know you, why I'm doing you can way. clearly see them yeah oh, interesting okay mm -hmm. and if you see like other polychaetes, they look... They they make me think of a jacked-up millipede. I mean, centipede. In the water. Oh, no. I will show you one. That doesn't sound great. Okay, continue on. Because of the species' sedentary lifestyle, they rely on spawning as their form of reproduction. 
During the breeding season, females and males will cast out large amounts of egg and sperm. Out of these, only a tiny amount will become fertilized and develop into larvae, which will float along until they settle on some coral. After landing on the coral, they will secrete mucus to form a tube that eventually becomes hardened with calcium carbonate that the worm excretes after ingests sand particles. These tubes are also significantly larger than the worm itself and can measure nearly 20 centimeters. Whoa! That's a giant mm-hmm. difference. Yes, it is. It is expected that these worms are also picky about their homes and prefer certain coral species over others, <laughs> and some speculate their preferred coral species may aid in reproduction or attract fewer predators. These worms are also able to use the calcium carbonate that the coral produces to build their tube for them. The Christmas tree worm has not been assessed by the IUCN Red List. This species is very widespread and has large populations currently. However, due to coral bleaching, could result in a loss of suitable habitat for these worms to live in. The worm is still capable of living independently if the reef dies and are able to search for a new home because their limbs are not built to support them in an active lifestyle. They cannot sustain that for long. Wow. Okay, so what eats them? Usually crustaceans and okay. fish. Okay. Some, and possibly some other worms. Oh, it's, it's rough being a worm. Yes. Worms um, are weird. Like, they're weirdly cool. <laughs> okay. But I... Um, So most of the time when you hear worm, you think of a... You think leeches or earthworms. Yeah, earthworm type situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, Casey... What do you call two worms who are meant for each other? I don't know. Soil mates. Soil mates? That's terrifying. <laughs> no. No. I don't They're like cool. it. They're cool. You should see their mouth part. Nope. Don't want to see it. There's predator ones there. Nope. <laughs> anyway, soil mates. Oh, my goodness. It's cute. Soil. Soil mates. Mm. I need to start composting at some point. Makes me think of that. Anyway, all right. Well, that was our animal of the week, the Christmas tree worm. I'm really hoping I can find a good picture of them because they're really cute, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're pretty cool. All right. So, we're going to decide who goes first. Odds or evens? I say evens. I'm odd. You're okay with that? Yes, because I'm odd. Oh, no, well, it was kind of cocked, but it was a four, so we'll go with it. All right. So, I'm going first. So, we are going to, we have not done one of these in a while. We are going to do our naming an animal that starts with the last letter of the previous animal's name this is where we're gonna die (laughs) they need to live in the ocean in the ocean So, like it can be i kind of want to make it all water but i feel like that's gonna be confusing but i'm gonna run out of fish real fast but like whales and all those count even like penguins or even like polar thing is that like spend a lot of time and like depend on it for their food and stuff count but you know like mostly fish and and shit so here we go all right uh, starting I'm starting. Okay. Um, oh, but we're going to start with, we'll go with our previous one. We talked about a pilot whale. So we're doing it again. All right. <laughs> hit start. Elephant seal. <laughs> okay. Lionfish. Um, lionfish. H. Um, a. There's like a bunch of H's. Why can I not think of them? What is happening to me right now? Are herons seabirds? No, they're not. Mm-mm. They're not seabirds. Um, a this is good. Humpback whale. Jesus. E. Oh lordy. Elephant fish. Oh dear. Oh no. Back to H. <laughs> We're gonna do E and H all the time again. 
Um, a humpback anglerfish. Oh, God. <laughs> Horseshoe crab. Horseshoe crab. B, we got a different thing. Thank yes. you. Okay, let's see what we get. Um, B, a bottlenose dolphin. N. You started the timer, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good. I'm just checking. N. Oh, my gosh. Uh, North Atlantic right whale. Back to E. Here yeah. we go again. <laughs> All right. Um, are electric eels in the ocean or are they no. freshwater? freshwater? Damn. Um, there is something else that's has a similar name. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> so. Um, you know something that starts with E. I'm sure I know something that starts with an E, but I have to get all the ocean things to come together. <laughs> uh, Emperor penguin. Okay. N. <laughs> Let me think. Why can't I think of things with N? <gasps> what on earth? I've talked about one of them before. Is it a single letter name? No. A single letter, first of all. <laughs> single syllable, you mean? Yeah. They were one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't say that. Cause oh, my end? gosh. Narwhal. Yes. L? Okay. Um, a... Why am I literally just losing my mind? I had... Well, you already said lionfish, mm. so we can't do that one. Um, a... Nope, that's a Y, Ellie. Um, why is L so difficult? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is not going well. A. They don't live in the water. It's like, Lord, how? <laughs> um, a. There are other lion things. A. Oh, no. Oh, come on, Ellie. Why? Is it going to be really bad? Is there a really obvious one? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um. Um. It's not a cetacean, right? No. No. Okay. Um. Uh. I don't know why my brain has totally died on this. We're going to die on L. This is terrible. Oh, my goodness. Um. A lamprey? Are they in the ocean? No. Damn. Freshwater. Um, a... Um... A little... Little penguin. There you go. Okay. And again. (laughs) Oh, no. Now Narwhal has been taken. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My problem is a lot of fish, I don't know if they're marine or freshwater. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, my goodness. N. Why can't I not think of N? There's another option. You could have done that. It would make my life so much easier. I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> think of them. N. N. Mm-hmm. 
I have one. I just don't know if it's marine or if it's freshwater. Mm. <laughs> uh, that would have been an end too. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> I thought of a different owl. Why can I not do this? <laughs> At least I didn't need help thinking of narwhal. <laughs> Dude, honestly. Yeah, we're losing. Yeah, this is really bad. I Man. figured it was going to go poorly. Is that it? Yeah. I was going to say a needle nose fish or needle fish, but I think they're freshwater. Probably. But the one I was thinking of for L was leopard shark. Oh, or leopard seal. Yeah. Yeah. But I also could have said leafy sea dragon. Then <laughs> you would have had an end again. All right, that was terrible. I didn't write down how many we got. Eleven. Oh, you did? Okay, thank goodness. Yeah. Eleven. That was pretty bad. I knew doing it to the ocean was going to be rough. Mm. We also just kept doing the same letters, though. It was constantly H, E, and N. Why can't I think of an N? <laughs> or something that begins with E that... There aren't that many E's, I feel like. Anyway, uh, that was rough, as we expected. But we haven't done one of our alphabet type games in a while. So I was like, we should do it and make it more difficult. And we did. It did not go well for us. I am really annoyed that I didn't think of Leopard Seal, quite honestly. <laughs> I panicked on L, dude. That was awful. Um, anyway, good thing little penguins have, like, three different names. So you have options. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 75. We will catch you on the next episode, which is our listener's choice. No idea what that's going to be yet. Probably something crazy. So we'll see. Um, as always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. Bye.